Welcome everyone to We Could Be Wrong, but who cares with your host, Christopher Harris. This is Kevin. I'm John. This is Sun Tzu. And Mike. Hello, guys. And Mike. Hello, guys, and welcome to RJ Ray 30th podcast of 2022. We were expected to be on live on YouTube at We Could Be Wrong, but unfortunately, we have been suspended again for who knows, but it's okay. We're going to have our videos up. You can't see us live yet, but you will be seeing our videos as I post it up. Uh, please don't forget to email us at mysakeproductions at gmail.com my sake productions at gmail.com also please don't forget to listen to us on all podcasting platforms stitcher google podcast overcast anchor you can listen to us on anchor you hear our commercials on there all the time uh apple and spotify and all the other podcasting platforms i think we're on all of them now today we're going to have Great topics. We're going to focus on two major topics. We're going to focus, we're going to open up with what happened with President Biden and the Fox News reporter, Ducey. Is that how you pronounce it appropriately? Ducey. Oh, Ducey. Ducey. Yeah. And that would be led by John, as well as former President Trump is back on the stump at rallies. And last night he teased about running again. And he also said if he wins, he will pardon everyone that was associated with January 6th. Also, oh, yeah. he's continuing the fact that the, that the election was stolen on him. Now, YouTube, if you bad me for that, we're just talking about what the president says. That is broadcasted on YouTube. So please <laughs> don't ban us for that. Let's begin. John. Sorry, I'm just laughing at your introduction there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, all right. So for those of you who don't know what happened, let me give you just a quick recap. There was a press conference that was basically uh, Biden given, giving uh, written remarks for the uh, Competition for a Strong Economy Council. Uh, basically, they, he came out, did eight minutes of prepared remarks, and then at the end of that, the reporters were going to be ushered out. Uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News yelled a question at him that basically said, will you take questions on inflation then? Do you think inflation will be a political liability ahead of the midterms? And Joe Biden responded, no, it's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and well, so... <laughs> What you get is you get uh, a bunch of conservatives saying, oh, my gosh, this is this is bad. Or Republicans saying this is bad and president shouldn't do that. You have Democrats saying, oh, you know, Peter Ducey deserved it. You have uh, CNN saying, and I quote, it's Ducey's fault. Biden told him not to ask questions off topic. Uh, so you have a back and forth on there, uh, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Is this the infamous this comment of calling him a, a stupid SOB? Is that what we're yeah. talking about? Yeah. His response to the question was, no, it's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Which, by the way, as of Tuesday, was on the White House's official transcript still. I don't know if they've edited that out since then, but it made it to the White House's transcript of the meeting. Really? Oh, I'll be darned. 
Well, did you guys get to see Jen Psaki's uh, remarks on that the next day when they were trying to backpedal? Well, actually, you know what? She didn't backpedal anything, nor did she offer any kind of apology. And she actually um, addressed uh, Ducey there in the in the press briefing and just said, well, you know, he's here. And she kind of chuckles and, you know, um, gosh, I can't recall what her words were, but it was basically she was very dismissive of the whole situation. And I just was like, that's it. That's all you have to say about Biden calling a journalist a stupid son of a when Trump was berated over anything he said, and he never said anything near that. He never called anyone, uh, you know, son of a bee. But anyways, I just thought it was really interesting how the Biden administration offers no apology when he is clearly wrong. And when the former President Trump was just, you know, he was just ran over by these, you know, anytime he dismissed someone or, you know, whereas there was that Asian lady who he mentioned something about China and they're like, oh my gosh, racist, you know? So I don't know. I just find it very, very hypocritical. It's interesting. Uh, I think uh, Biden apologized. When? Well, I just read it today that he sent the guy, or he called him and apologized. They talked. They talked. No one said that he apologized, though. She actually addressed it. Now, you just reminded me. He, she did say, well, he actually spoke to, you know, President Biden yeah. this morning, but the, it never said that he offered any kind of apology. What I well, heard I heard it was like a hot mic situation, but the way that John explained it sounded like that he meant to have everyone here and be kind of on the record. Is that accurate? So the at those press conferences, or sorry, this is this technically wasn't a press conference per se. It was a it was a cabinet council presser, which is basically where they have everybody from the council come in. Somebody reads prepared remarks. The press is taken out, and then supposedly the real meeting starts. All the mics are still left on so that everybody can hear, unless you physically mute your own mic. So his mic wasn't muted. He, he responded the way he responded. Uh, Ducey says that later on that Biden called him mm-hmm. and said the remarks were nothing personal. Now, That's we don't have, right. obviously, it's we don't exactly, have a transcript of the meeting Ducey, or, Ducey or said anything like to that. Hannity, so. after years of clips of the president and kind of mixing up things on the campaign trail and during the, the transition and here at the White House, Within about an hour of that exchange, he had called my cell phone and he said, it's nothing personal, pal. And we went back and forth and we talked and we were talking about just kind of moving forward. And I made sure to tell him that I'm always going to try to ask something different than what everyone else is asking. And he said, you you've got to. And that is a quote from the president. So I'll keep doing it. That is from Ducey himself. What's so awesome, I did see that too. And what's awesome though, what Fox News does point out when they interviewed Ducey was how different the responses from, let's say a conservative journalist as opposed to someone on the left, what we consider the left, because anything, like I said, from pre- the previous administration was blown out of proportion and was exaggerated. And then every everything under the sun was called out from racist to misogynist to all those other things. And let's not forget that Biden also called out another journalist uh, previous to Ducey, um, telling that what a stupid question he had asked when he had asked uh, about the Russian, uh, in the potential invasion of, of Ask Ukraine. Ask the right question. Mm-hmm. So, so apparently it's not that unusual then 
that this kind of thing happens? Um, I wouldn't say that it's not that unusual. I think that what happened was is everyone portrayed Biden as the easygoing, older candidate, president that everyone that's likable and all these other things. And why this is so shocking is you see this other side of him and you're starting to see it a lot more every time because in that same, in another press briefing, he, he told someone, you know, you, Oh, it's when he called him out about uh, comparing everyone to uh what were the names, um, Chris, like, or, and John, you may know, he said that anyone who agrees with the election. I'm um, sorry, Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu, can you uh, mute your mic real quick? Yeah. Okay. It's not me. Someone's TV no, it's is still on. There. Yeah. Uh, can we have a mute from... Okay, let me mute mine. Okay. Okay, let me... Uh, John, can you mute yours? It went, it went away. That noise went away, but I'm, I'm not muted. Okay. All right, let's continue. Oh, that's weird. It's like I hear a TV or something in the background. Oh, no. or something. There it goes. There it goes again. It's almost like a high pitch something. Yeah. At least to me it is. Do I need a... Yeah. Does that it's change one of those, anything? It's one of those evil social media companies trying to sabotage it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're secretly recording us, Chris, for their own profit. <laughs> right. Oh, my word. They're like, this Chris guy is hilarious. <laughs> but, John, do you remember the the um, the alleg- well, not allegations, the, the fact that Biden actually compared everyone to these um, white supremacists if they agreed to? Uh, oh, yeah, the Bull Connor and. Um, that's right. What's his face? What was uh, Bill Connor to... and George Wallace. George, George Wallace. Yeah. That's right. And and that's another thing that he they had to walk back, right? Because they're like, well, that's not what he meant. But you listen to the speech over and over again. You're like, that's exactly what you meant. And so there was a journalist that called him out. And he's like, that's a stupid question. He's all, he listen to, listen to it. Are you, I'm sure you're a journalist because you, you read and blah, blah, blah. You need to read that back again. And so basically calling him an idiot in front of everyone. So it's just interesting how he gets so easily flustered and frustrated with people who call him out on things that they just want an explanation on. Okay. So I just want to be, be clear, Sensu. Are you saying that is he getting off easy from the media or is are you saying that he gets easily flustered by the media is he getting off easy yeah are they not for because you made the example of how they went after former president trump and then you sort of intermixed it with he gets easily flustered so I'm, i'm just like is it both of those things like the media does not go after current president biden and he gets easily flustered or is it that you know he gets easily no. flustered, so he has these mini outbursts. I'm just he's, trying to be clear on this. He's easily flustered and has outbursts when he's asked difficult questions. And so up until now, I don't think that they ever allowed difficult questions of him, and which is why you'll hear in any kind of question Q&A that he does, he always says, oh, I can't, I, I better stop because I'll get in trouble. Like, what president says that? He's the one who has said it multiple times that if he stays answering questions that somehow he'll get in trouble, uh, which is an interesting way to reply to journalists. But um, so, th- so to answer your question is, I don't think the media 
is being easy on him and the fact that they're not reporting this. I just think that now that he's having these outbursts, which is in direct relation to hard questions being asked, they have to now report on this. Outside of some of those really far left people who make like he was on there for two hours, so we should applaud his endurance and (laughs) like that was interesting. Sun Tzu, um, so could you correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm kind of following the, you know, traditional logic that you are kind of laying out? It's like Joe Biden is attacking journalists. You know, that's the cornerstone of America in terms of free speech, freedom of expression. So... Joe Biden and the Democrats are an enemy of freedom of speech. So voting Republican is an alternative to that option. Is that kind of how you see this? Uh, so I think, okay, I understand the question. I, I think that you're putting too much together. Like I'm, by no means am I saying that you have to vote Republican to honor and uphold free speech. But what I am saying is that President Biden and his administration are definitely, I I feel like I've seen attempts to shut down free speech, which is why you have journalists who are being told to, you know, you're a stupid son of a B or, you know, that was a stupid question and doesn't even answer the question. So whether there's, if you consider that shutting down free speech or not, I just, I'm just calling what I see, you know, I, I feel like President Biden as as did tr- President Trump and any former pre- president, they owe us answers, right? You know, journalists are there to represent the people, right or wrong. Like, I feel like they're no, there to represent the people. No, please say that again. I, I, I want to be clear. So what did you just say? I got confused. I said that every president owes us answers to questions that are asked by journalists because journalists are there to represent us, the people, the American people. Therefore, if they ask a question, I believe a president should answer. We came from a, from a, an administration who were with a president who spoke and took every single question and was would you know would, would sit there in a Q and A for hours. And so you know, and and in a lot of ways, it was detrimental because people weren't used to that. And so he, being that he wasn't a, a politician. You know, he wasn't very diplomatic in the way that he, you know, conveyed messages. Here you have President Biden, who has very limited, he has limited our our access to him. And now that we have questions that are being asked and for him not to answer them, I think that's a huge injustice to American, to the American people. So whether you, I, I don't think my message at all, Kevin, is to say that vote right or left or Dems or Republicans, it's, it's none of that. I just feel like this should be, you know, it, it's a, an impartial just message, I feel like. As a contrast from the last administration, you feel like, uh, you know, you don't feel like that Donald Trump maybe dismissed questions from certain organizations that he deemed as like fake news? That, that, that didn't happen? Well, I don't know if you remember. So all I remember is this, is when I would watch his press briefings, they would preface a question with a full-on statement first 
um, kind of trying to kind of lead his answer into like kind of lead him into a trap, right? And so, you know, well, this is what happened. So, da, da, da. and so, what did, what were your thoughts? And so, they weren't really asking questions; they were kind of making statements. And I, I think Chris and I had this conversation before. Is it kind of became this leave this Chris speech out of this. thing where where journalists? What was that? Leave Chris out of this. <laughs> leave Chris out of this. No, but it's true because it just became, if you listen to any question, which I wish we have some sort of a clip right now, they would give a speech. Uh, who's the famous guy who? Um, Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta. Yeah, I you knew where can, you were going before you even said it. Yeah. yeah. You can hands down take any question he asks, and it's a speech. It's By the not- way, when he hit that girl, they should have thrown him in jail. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I, don't, I, don't, I, do I think it think was proven that he never him. hit her. I mean, they did run clips Let's over and over again. Look at the camera. When he hit that girl in the arm, they should have just tossed him in jail yep. for assault yep. right then. Yep, because it's their, it was her job to lead him out, escort him out. And he, you know, listen, at the end of the day, I think we're not comparing apples to apples. I wish we were. That would be that much easier for us to discuss this. But when former President Trump was in office and they would ask him questions, it was a speech fest for these journalists who hated him. And and but at least he showed so he lo- showed intent to want to answer questions. He did. He st- stood there and never walked away. He didn't tell us that he'd get in trouble if he stood there much longer and answered more questions. He made sure he, he hit everyone. So your point is like when it's a leading question where it, they're trying to maybe get, like do some sort of gotcha journalism, it's okay to ignore it. But if it's a legitimate question like this inflation question, the president should answer. No, because I never said he never answered the questions. He, he, I, I believe he did tell people that you know they were fake news and things like that. But he always answered questions. There, I, you will never feel like you left a press briefing with President, former President Trump, feeling like he didn't answer questions. That's how. That's the, my belief. The comment. Uh, I, I wish. I wish we had a montage of uh, your fake news. No, I'm sorry. Next question. Right. But I hope that you would believe it after seeing that, because sometimes what frustrates me is dealing with people who, regardless of showing them facts and things like that, they just still choose to dig their heels in and not believe the obvious. But but that's what I've seen. I followed him quite, you know, strictly. And so I he always answered questions. I mean, he may have said people were fake news. That was about the most horrible thing he said to people. Oh, please. Come on, son. So he insulted a lot of people a lot of times. Okay, if that's true, then what, what did he say if it was so a lot of times and it was so horrible? Uh, what did he say? Um, uh, I'll I'll look it up. I'm sorry. I don't have it okay. on the top of my head. Oh, mean- okay. oh, no. I know. Okay, the one that I was going to mention is, how about to our friends, those shithouse countries? You know, who wants to live in those shithouse countries? Shithole countries. Shithole, yeah, sorry. Yeah, who wants to live in those shithole countries? Was that an insult to a journalist? No, that was about a country. He was answering a question, and I'm pretty sure he was off mic. He certainly didn't intend to say it. He's referring to Denmark and Sweden. John, what do, you, what do you feel about that? I'll let John respond to that because that just makes me laugh. But. I am going to say the exact same thing I said when we had this discussion about Trump's comments, and I will say this exact same thing about Biden. You do not trust a person in power, politician or otherwise, based on their words, based on the words they say, you find out who they are by the actions that they take. Now, now Biden's had this narrative ever since the ninth, he, uh, sorry, ever since his inaugural night that he's nice. He is grandpa. 
He is, uh, what is it? Here, I have the quote written down. Uh, CNN said, this, this speech was like your grandfather and your priest giving it to you. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that they were characterizing him at. He's Papa Joe. He's Grandfather Joe. He's this nice old man that fumbles on his words. Maybe he says something wrong every once in a while, but he's nice. And he's so different than Trump because Trump sends out mean tweets. Trump says, we should punch this guy in the stomach, which he did. Trump says, this guy's a dirtbag. He probably said that. He probably said a lot of things that were awful. But you, you cannot get hooked on words. So if Joe Biden calls a reporter an SOB or a dirtbag or whatever, you, everybody gets angry. Everybody says stuff that they're not supposed to, me including. Judge the guy on his actions. And his actions, Joe Biden's actions, have proved he is, and I would say, a terrible president and really a horrible in that person. And I can give you as, as many examples as you want. <clears throat> and I, I, can, I can give you a bunch with one word. Afghanistan. Oh we God. we left our people, we left U.S. citizens over there to die. We still to this day, we have people over there. If they're still alive, they're trapped somewhere over there. We can't get them out. His administration, he would not take questions on it. And when he was asked questions about it, what was his response? I make no apologies for Afghanistan. What else did he do? He airlifted hundreds of thousands of people out of that place that were Afghan nationals that were only 3%, according to his own administration, only 3% were actually vetted, one of which just this past week was convicted of molesting a three-year-old. He gave a ton, he gave $83 billion of our weapons and army, sorry, excuse me, weapons and military equipment to a terrorist organization who in turn, the Taliban, who in turn sold a bunch of this stuff to China and Russia and Iran, some of which had top secret things on them. Our armored personnel carriers have an armor that's top secret. And they also have computer systems that were top secret. Now those are in hands of what I would consider our enemies, Iran, China, Russia, and they can back engineer that stuff. And what, what did our president say? I make no apologies for it. I mean, we can go on over and over and over again. The fact that he raided, he sent the FBI to raid journalists' homes to try to get the quote-unquote daughter's diary. And what did they recover? They recovered nothing. What, con- what crimes were they convicted of? Nothing. This, uh, is, the, this is the person that John, this guy is. John, what about- That's the thing. It's, you can't judge a guy by the words. His actions are telling you that he is not a good person. Can you what be more specific? Ar- well, what about the arrogance in saying and, and not only admitting that the Af- Afghanistan uh, withdrawal was horrible, but but actually boasted on saying that it's the most successful withdrawal from a country that any oh president God. has attempted. Yeah. Like when okay. he said before that, we, I was, before we continue that's why you with cannot that, trust you can't um, trust people's words. You have to look so, at their actions. Mike was asking for you to be more more specific. More specific on in what, Mike? On the diary thing. I just don't know what that is, Sean. I'm not familiar with the that. The daughter's diary? Uh, there was an FBI story. Not, yeah. The, uh, was that James O'Keefe and uh, Project Pirates? I'm not familiar with that. So supposedly his daughter's diary was stolen from a hotel room. 
and it was sent around. Biden, here's Biden, Biden's Joe daughter? Biden, Who's yeah, daughter? Biden's Who's, daughter. But this this goes back. Does this go back a bit or no? Or no, this, this is no. Uh-huh. This is like three months ago. Okay, thank you. I I really don't understand yeah. it. Go ahead, please. No, no. This is like three months ago, and his his now all these things that we talked about. This is supposed because no one has ever produced any proof that the things that were actually printed in some some online websites. No one has ever produced any proof that it was actually her diary. But the fact that he's sending people out to raid journalists' homes, which, by the way, none of the three journalists were the ones who printed anything from the diary. He actually didn't send the FBI after those guys. I don't know why. But Project Veritas, yeah, James O'Keefe was actually sent a copy of this supposed diary. They couldn't couldn't validate it. They couldn't say that this was actually anything. They ended up taking it to the police station and trying to give it to them. Um, and turning it over to them saying, hey, this was sent. We don't know whether it's stolen. We don't know what's going on with it. They actually said they didn't want it. And then he ended up sending it to uh, a law enforcement office in Florida, of all places, because supposedly that's where it came from. He tried to take it to, he, he's from New York. He tried to take it to one of the police stations up in New York. They didn't want it. So they ended up sending it down to a law enforcement place in Florida, which is where the crime supposedly happened. Can that's I add the, something? The, they they showed right. up to the three journalists' doors, one I'll of which you. they busted down his door and, and batter-rammed it, put him in New handcuffs, York. and then never charged him with a single thing. New York <laughs> Times actually has a, an article out. says, FBI searches James O'Keefe's home and Ashley Biden diary theft inquiry. Um, it says that the federal authorities on Saturday searched. This is in November of 2021, so not too long ago. Um, searched the home of James O'Keefe, the founder of conservative group Project Veritas, according to witnesses and people briefed on the matter a day after Mr. O'Keefe acknowledged that the group was under investigation by the Justice Department in connection with a diary reported to have been stolen from Ashley Biden, President Biden's daughter. So, yeah, and then two others were also were also investigated. But it's just interesting, you know, the. It, the coincidence that they're, you know, conservative people, it does seem like an attack, you know, and they're weaponizing our system to be able to, to do what they want. And that's pretty scary to me because just like we've talked about our First Amendment rights being infringed upon, this is the next step, man. Like, this is another thing, like, you know, that politics can come into play to where they can use, you know, a system that's supposed to protect us. And they can actually weaponize it against us to to just hurt us somehow or find something, you know, just it, it's just it's scary to me. And I think that we should all be afraid of that moving forward to see these things happen. Yeah. And these and I have plenty more examples of why I do not think this guy fits before in there you of be- being the nice guy. Before you just before just you continue with that, John, uh, Mike, uh, Mike, sorry, Kevin, do you have anything else to add? Because I'm going to wrap up this topic. Yeah, I mean, well, this is where I totally agree with you guys. Uh, I mean, you guys. I feel uh, John and Sun Tzu. I mean, the the administration from administration definitely has way too much power, and they there is this narrative that gets pushed, and the mainstream media goes along with it. I wouldn't agree that it's always a left liberal media. I mean, when you look at ABC and NBC, they were the ones that pushed 
you know, uh, yellow cake uranium and the whole, all the ties to the Iraq war when George Bush was in office. So it's like, I, a lot of times they, they describe it where it's like this access problem where it's like, you basically kind of have to go in with the narrative of whatever administration's in power in order to get the access to be the media outlets that are in that mainstream circle. So, Except uh, for know. the Trump administration. I totally agree with you, but I have to say that the Trump administration is an exception because they weaponized the FBI against our own president at the time. And so it just really shows like how strong these politicians are. You know, Trump is by no means a politician. I think we You're can all agree. You're saying the FBI went after Donald Trump while he was in office? While he was running the, when he was running it. Yeah, I mean, he's able to fire the head of the FBI. What are you talking about? Holy oh. cow. <laughs> John. <laughs> wow, you guys, seriously? Okay, so let me kind of put the stop right this there. Is how let me put there. the Oh, that's a, that's nice. That's nice, too. <laughs> well, that's I mean, listen, good. I'm I'm let me okay, let me just rephrase. Was, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, oh, wait let, please oh, allow Sun Tzu to rephrase that, there, please. There will be topics that I, I will admittedly say I may be clueless and not have very much. I feel like you're clueless on that. The fact that you guys are in shock by mm-hmm. that statement that, that the FBI was weaponized against former president Trump is actually shocking to me because that means you guys are totally out of the loop of what was going on. There I, was some accusations that like Trump tower was bugged. There was this whole thing. It that was, was all, that was all confirmed. That was right after. I that, was that was all really, confirmed, all oh. confirmed. What do you mean? Okay, like that, shouldn't that scare you? Like, I mean, that that should be like holy he was crap. Under investigation for uh, you know, there's a bunch of people that went to jail, Manafort and all these other people. Which there also, was- you should follow that story because that's another one. He also is coming out with a book that I'm going to order because he also lets us in on what what went down with that as well. That was all unfair okay. treatment. I, I have no idea if it was unfair treatment or not, but I don't know if it proves. What you're, I, 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 I weaponized, weaponized. Uh, wait, That's Kevin, push. do you know what, do you, do you, are you familiar with the Russia collusion? I am aware of Russia. What do you, what do you, what do you, what, what do you know of that? that the okay. Whole before we even do that, let yeah, me close this, this of, last topic. Let me, let me sure. now close this last sure. topic. Okay. So um, ladies and gentlemen, that was a very stimulating topic there on the whole Biden Ducey situation. <laughs> John has done a terrific job. Um, one of the things that I hope, I wonder if you guys feel like me when John first spoke and said, look, you should trust, you should, you shouldn't trust any, uh, you know, person in power when he's, and he broke this down as both uh, former President Trump as well as current President Biden both said things wrong and you shouldn't trust them. And I was like, wow, I was like, that's really right down the middle. That's very strong. And I loved it. It felt warm. And then he took this awesome sharp U-turn where he goes, yeah, plus <laughs> Biden is the most incompetent guy ever. And then I was like, whoa, was whoa, whoa, wait. At least he has proof to back it up. So I said, I- trust a man based on his actions. actions. And then I gave you right. the actions that you can either use to <laughs> okay. yeah. or not Well, trust. where I thought you oh, were man. going straight down the middle, it went, yeah. <laughs> it was I'm like, actually, I'm <laughs> I am straight down the middle. I am a constitutional conservative. That is so, right there in the middle. Okay, okay. If Kevin says he agrees, that's what I, we're leaving I, this I, conversation on. Kevin so, said he agrees. 
Don, okay, Biden just to be clear, I'm not here. This just 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 to be clear, I am not dissing John. I just was I felt very warm and comforted by his words, and then it was like I was dumped in a ice, you know, uh, the ice tub. I was like, oh, what? I was, I was expecting I that. What you're saying, Chris, he did start out very warm and inclusive, and yes. then was at the end very hard to Biden. But like I said, making I examples. Christopher, yeah. Christopher, I have a question for you. So one thing that the viewers and listeners need to know is that you are someone who likes the warm and fuzzy words that make you feel good. Because I remember when Biden gave his first speech, you were just like, oh, he's going to bring us together and he's going to oh. do this and that and, oh. you know, and break, you know, break oh. all of these things that, that Trump did. And then and we then sit he fired where, everybody for not taking any advice. <laughs> Exactly. But no, but no, but what I want everyone to know about Chris is, is that that's how he is. But the thing is, is we should be able to say something that's inclusive, that that's impartial somewhat. But if we're providing, if we're someone that can say, hey, but this is what's going on. Don't say it's divisive. We're just here. We're here to discuss Who said it was, what he said was divisive. I didn't say that. I just said I was shocked by it. I I did not say that. You're shocked Uh, because you think he's like dividing us, but we're not. He's not. That's what I think that you're saying. I think you're getting a couple of things mixed up, but I appreciate your words. I think they're very valid. So does Kevin. Uh, And I'd like to continue, audience. For those that question John, or for those who have any challenges by the examples he did make, he only did win like a couple because he said he could go on and on. Uh, or for I any gave you three out of the twenty four that I have. <laughs> so, if for any only twenty four, <laughs> come on, you're you're slipping. For anyone that might that's, have that's all job, man. Uh, a, a different point of view, email us at mysakeproductions at gmail um, I'm gonna wrap that topic up. So I think John said it best before he started breaking down his examples. I think that went a little bit too far. I think we sh- I think we should be very careful for those who are in power that speak to the press. I think we should take everything they say with a grain of salt. And I think John really hit the nail on the head when he said the first part of his um, thoughts. The other parts, that's up to you, the audience, to decide. I'm neither here nor there. For uh, my interpreter, Sun Tzu, who likes to um, explain my thoughts in my head, um, she is right in the fact that when I like when I hear words that bring us together, I find it to be extremely important just because for the last two years, I felt that our beautiful country was becoming more and more divisive as well as divided and we were heading into a civil war. So she has some points where she's correct, but I think she's jumping the gun a little bit, but that's okay because she really doesn't live in my head. And now to our second topic. Mm-hmm. Our second topic is former President Trump is back at rallies, and I watch him every time he has a rally. Uh, Sun Tzu could attest to this. I send her the link to the rally so she could watch it too, and I bring out the popcorn and I watch him. I love it. It's the funnest thing in the world. And if I'm lucky, I will go and see him and I will go to his rally and I will make sure I have a red cap because I'm not dumb. And um, <laughs> I have one for you. Don't worry. I got plenty. <laughs> and uh, and the thing is that I'm, I'm very excited to see him. But one thing that did come up is the fact that he does mention that there was election fraud. And I'm actually going to play a clip. So let me play the clip now. 
to keep talking about the 2020 election in 2022? No, I think it's an advantage because otherwise they're going to do it again in 22 and 24. And Rounds is wrong on that, totally wrong. Uh, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the findings in Arizona, if you look at what's going on in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, by the way, and take a look at Wisconsin, they're finding things that nobody thought possible. This was a corrupt election. I just have to point out, Doug Logan, to name one of the states that you just named. Doug Logan. Okay, I'm going to end it the there. Uh, that was sorry, I, I I wanted to insider. to end it to to end it there just because um, the interview gets a little bit more confrontational. What? What's the date? What's that date of that right there? That was two weeks ago. That was on NPR. And I'll oh, give you the yeah, date. Two weeks ago. Up. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Two weeks ago. I just want to know yeah. what his reference is about the cases. So, yes, uh, this is January 12th. This is on NPR. Uh, so that's where this is from. And uh, unfortunately, so former President Trump <clears throat> spoke at NPR's Steve Enkeeps. Uh, so, and, uh, unfortunately the interview was brief, uh, due, due to something that happened for those who want to know what happened. I say, go to NPR's website or go to NPR's, um, channel. You know what? Maybe I did upset YouTube when I was trying to be funny and wise. <clears throat> so, um, now that you think about it. Yeah. Now that I think about it, maybe I need to keep my mouth shut and just play the show. Um, nope. so Hashtag resist. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. So, um, that's a callback. <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. It sure is. Uh, Mike, you are on lead with this topic. The floor is open to you. Okay. I want to start off with some quotes first. Uh, the electoral college is a disaster for democracy. We can't let this happen. We should march on Washington and stop the travesty. Let's fight like hell to stop this great and disgusting injustice. Any, any, we all know who said that. Any idea when he said that? That was uh, the day of January 6th, probably. Sounds like. Nope. No. No. Nope. Oh, okay. No. Nope. November 7th, 2012. Oh, wow. What was that, Chris? Uh, that was present. Former President Barack Obama being reelected, uh, being elected, yes, reelected. Yeah. Remember, it's the second. Oh, reelected then. Okay, yes. yes. Uh, and then, uh, who, who, where, where did the statement come out? Because what, why would they have captured that type of wait, comment who is, from him? I have a question. You, you're saying we all know who said that. I don't know who said that. Thank Trump, you, Kevin. Trump said it. Trump said it. Oh, okay. Trump. Okay. All of these are going to be quotes from Trump. I'm sorry, Kevin. Pardon me. Oh, all right. No, I got it. Pardon right. me. Well, yeah, I didn't, he was upset when Mitt Romney didn't win. I, I no, he was. Well, yeah, he was upset that. Okay. that yeah. Okay. On uh, on February. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, Mike. I have a question. Sure. So he he was just a normal day to day citizen, yep. and he yep. made that comment when Obama was reelected. This when he was reelected, Correct. right? Correct. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. February 2016, Ted Cruz didn't win Iowa. He stole it. That is why all the polls were wrong. A week later, he said, based on fraud committed by Senator Ted Cruz during the Iowa caucuses, either a new election should take place or Cruz, the Cruz results should be nullified. This is during the primary, yeah. Yep. In October of 2016, 
this is before the election. The election is absolutely being rigged by the dishonest and distorted media pushing crooked Hillary Clinton. Sad. Later in October of 2016, you have 1.8 million people who are dead, yet they are registered to vote, and some of them are voting. Now tell me how they do that. And then right after he won the election and Hillary Clinton had conceded, he said, in addition to... (laughs) Hillary never conceded. Let's just make that clear, but go ahead. She conceded within six hours. Yeah, yeah okay, did. I have proof that she didn't, but go ahead, Mike. All right. Well, it was on the news. She conceded in six hours. Uh, I'm, so, sure, okay. I'm sure ABC and NBC were saying that, but go ahead. Okay, in addition to winning the Electoral College in a landslide, and that's kind of an interesting comment because remember what I said earlier, that you didn't like the Electoral College. I won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally. And FYI, Trump lost the popular vote to Clinton by almost 3 million votes. Okay, after he was elected, April 7th of 2020, this is the new uh, election, mail ballots are dangerous for this country because they're cheaters. They go and collect them. They're fraudulent in many cases. That was in April 7th of 2020. In July of 2020, mail-in voting is going to rig the election. Okay. And then he won, or in August of 2020, right before the election, this was in Wisconsin. The only way we're going to lose this election is the election is rigged. You know, this is like seeding the clouds, isn't it? You keep saying it over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. And then following the election in which Trump lost, um, between November and January 6th, he made at least a hundred times he declared the election was rigged or stolen. Um, on, a week, on November 18th, right after the election, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency chief was fired for his highly inaccurate remarks on voter integrity. Remember, he's the one that said he couldn't find anything wrong with the election. And he was fired immediately for making those comments. And let's let's remember also on November 18th, or that was on November 18th. And then the 1st of December, uh, Attorney General Barr uh, said in a public comment, today he has not seen anything that would justify a significant change in the election. So... Basically, the premise I'm getting at here is one of the things that I think is causing the problem to where we are is he keeps saying it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's going to and even even years Mike, before he was even. Mike, can you please hold that, that, that thought for one, one quick question? Please hold that. Sure. Thought. Girls who are watching this. But you didn't have to be a little girl to cry. <laughs> a nail biter had turned into a heartbreaker. Some in the audience struggled one minute. Even in secret, private Facebook. Laughed the next. When Hillary finished conceding, she consoled her staff more than they consoled her. So I just wanted to make sure that she did have a public concession speech. Thank you. Wait, what? Uh, This was a... (laughs) 
this was a report on her going out and conceding to her fans. Where are her and, words saying that she conceded? Okay, I. Do you want me to you play the whole to twelve minute? Okay, then we're gonna listen to the whole twelve minute for you. Is that is that what you want? Do you no, want the whole twelve minutes? Well, I think it's fair for some. So I didn't. I didn't hear her. Yeah, you just can't say that. Okay. Hard. Okay. Then we're gonna hear the whole can twelve I minutes. Can I provide something here? Because um, you know, you have here like from CNN themselves. Hillary Clinton issues dire warnings about election integrity to Democratic 2020 hopefuls. Like she has always questioned. Okay, hold on. The Let me just have so her I don't know why. And this was just in. Okay, this was September of 2019. We've spent a year and a half. Bringing together millions of people from so I mean I, every I, corner you just of want our to hear country her say to say with one voice that we believe that the American dream is big enough for everyone, for people of all races and religions, for men and women, for immigrants, for LGBT people, and people with disabilities, for everyone. So October 9th, twenty twenty. This is so Yahoo News. Hillary Clinton express. is sticking with her conviction you that the 2016 presidential election, presidential election was not conducted legitimately, me saying the details wow. surrounding her loss are still unclear. So don't tell me she conceded because she has... She's, she's here conceding. Still, she did concede. She did concede. That doesn't prove she didn't concede. This loss Does hurts. Does conceding mean that you accept this, the, the this result and that it was hurts. legitimate? Too. No, this it hurts. hurts. Conceding no, means you make a concession never stop that I That I've lost. That fighting I'm not happy, but I've right lost. Is yeah. worth it. Okay, so I have a question. Well, let's well, okay, let's okay, just say I accept that. So, but what, what, I don't understand how that means anything. If someone gives us confession to be political, hold on. But then they, but then they, they continue to say that it wasn't a legitimate process or election. How did, doesn't that negate their concession speech? Like I, I want to hear what John thinks because I, I just don't understand how you can give a speech, a concession speech, but then continue to question and have every reporter report on that and, and it be all over the news. Like I don't understand how that makes sense. John, John can, what are your can thoughts answer? on that, John? I don't care whether she conceded or not. Because she lost. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's a it's a moot point whether she conceded or not. To me, she, I am uh, incredibly glad that she was not uh, in the Oval Office, and that a lot of the stuff, especially after a lot of the stuff that we found out that she was doing as Secretary of State came out, I'm even more glad that she was never in the Oval Office. Right. So it sounds okay. like John doesn't care. I want to get back to the election, okay? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Because that's the topic. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I looked. It's difficult to determine how many lawsuits uh, there were because it's been reported by a, a, you know, it just depends on what you look at. And I'm looking at a piece of paper here that said, that's entitled 2020 U.S. Presidential Election Related Lawsuits. And they listed 90. Okay. Uh, there are others that list 80. There's some, I've heard the number 60 thrown around quite a bit. It just depends. And I think one of the things that's important, you have to recognize the difference between election-related lawsuits and after-the-election fraudulent-related lawsuits, okay? Because in one article I read, it said, well, Trump is actually winning his lawsuits. And... Boy, I tried hard to find those. And when I looked into it more carefully, it was really a distorted article 
because it basically said, okay, I'm going to use just a basic number. I, I have the exact numbers if you want them, but I'm just going to use a basic number. Okay, there have been 60 cases. 40 have them been thrown out, okay? Of the 20 left, 10 have been decided, 10 are still to be decided. Of the 10 that have been decided, six went Trump's way. So Trump is winning 60% of his cases. That's the most, that's a very distorted position because the 40 cases that didn't get ruled on were thrown out, which means they didn't merit enough legitimacy to be ruled on or they weren't served in time. There's, a, there's various reasons for that. But I, I genuinely did, I did try to find uh, the cases fraud-related cases that Trump has won, and they're few and far between. Um, Basically, my position here is pretty simple. Uh, If you have grievances, if things were going, if illegal things were going on in these five states, then you take those things, you, you take your grievances to our judicial system, to our courts, and there have been a lot of cases taken to the courts, the five big states. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, and Arizona are the two or the, are the five. And in all of those, they have not, I have not seen a definitive case that shows massive voter fraud. There are cases of voter fraud. There are, there are, there's a, the, um, there's a, there's an organization that does a really good job of keeping up with voter fraud. And I looked at those and, uh, but there's not, I, I don't see any massive, um, you know, indication or evidence that there was a fraudulent election. Mike, and, have, you heard of, have you heard of the cyber ninjas? No. I have. They I were, they they uh, they were the ones that took over the Arizona recount. That was cyber. Yeah. News. Oh, I did hear about it. yes, and they found from what I read, they found things were cool. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Holy, okay. Holy cow. <laughs> I know. Well. Oh, uh, I, okay. All right. I'm. I'm you know. I'm, I try. You know. Okay. Well, at any rate, at any rate, let me just finish off by simply saying, I'm. I'm. I'm real concerned by the, by going into any kind of election. I mean, if we've if we've ruined our if we've ruined our election system, we're in trouble. I mean, we really are in trouble. We're in serious trouble. And I guess that's where where I worry the most because you know what do we get to a point where you know? And I'm going to use you, Sun Tzu, because you're you know pretty strong on the left. You know, if anybody on the right or sorry. If anybody on the right wins, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, this is news. Pardon okay, me, good. pardon me, pardon me. If anybody on the left wins, you know it's it's got to be rigged. It's going to be rigged, right? Any any election that doesn't go your way is going to be rigged, and that's really what I worry about. So anyway, no. that's that's pretty much what I have to say at this point. And that's not real. That's not necessarily true. It's just you know. I, it goes both ways. I mean, I wish you would have brought up just to be more 
central with the Democrats who have claimed voter fraud. You know, you have the Stacey Abrams of the world that still has not conceded. I mean, you have a lot of, and, and I will include Hillary Clinton in that as well and several others. Um, you know, they claim that the voter system is broken. And I just don't understand why, because President Trump is bringing this up, why it's so, they're just isolating him and making like he's, you know, he's the one that's pushing the narrative. He's a threat to democracy. But others have done it previously to him. Let's talk about his narrative. Okay. No, but my, but my point is, my point is, is that I'm not going to sit here and make like he's the only person that's claiming that there is a broken system, an election system. And I think that that's what we should ultimately focus on is, is there, is there, do, do, okay. do any of these people let's, have, let's do ha, have, have a foundation or platform to stand on with these claims? Because if they do, then we should look at what Trump's claiming, shouldn't we? Or should we just, or because we hate him, we should say, no, he's in, he's a loser. And he you know, I don't hear, I don't hear the news reporting Stacey Abrams claiming. Mike, uh, you're not paying attention. Election. I will, uh, I will. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu. We uh-huh. hear Trump say it every week. Because the media reports on it only. I mean, but he, he says it. He hold says on, it. Mike. But CNN even reported about Stacey Abrams. I will give you here an article. It, now, hold it, on, hold on, hold on. I will give you an article here that talks about. Um, okay, it let's, says focus here, here, 2020 CNN, let's focus no, 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 on the twenty twenty election. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. A Democrat just suggested voter fraud, and no one called him on it. This is CNN, okay, that that reported on this. This is their article. So, do I have a question? Yes, sir. Uh, was Stacey Abrams commenting on a race that she was running in, yes. or was she yes. admitting that there was voter fraud for Donald her Trump? Her race, her race. Okay, okay. I mean, we can. I, I I get that point, and I could even concede sometimes Democrats admit or you know make accusations of voter fraud i i mean i'll i'll concede uh, there's definitely something suspicious about the 2020 election when you look at the numbers of how many people voted when you have like barack obama in 2008 i think there was like 130 million people voted roughly and then it goes you know, maybe 125 the next election, 128 million the next election. And then for this just previous election, there was like 155 million people voted. There was like an extra 30 million people. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle, it was a very, so I mean, I do, I do, I do. And and I do want to like give, I, I think just dismissing this complete claim, like it's complete, it's impossible that it could ever be true is unhelpful. And I, I, so I do want to start out with going, there is something like there's something seriously suspicious about a difference of 25 million votes in one election. When you look at the history of how many people have voted throughout time. I so so appreciate that comment because I think that comes from an impartial and rational like mindset because that it's so true. And, and, and this is what I feel like people like Mike and maybe previous, uh, you know, panelists, they don't want to recognize that it's just like, no, he lost and he just doesn't want to concede and blah, blah. It's like, wait a second. No, let's, let's take everything into consideration. And if we're going to, let's do it. 
And, and mm-hmm. if we're going to be critical thinkers, rather than allowing <laughs> the media to, to sit there and tell us what to think, right? We got to take all of these facts or what we feel we know. I mean, like our, our show, t- you know, it says it in the title, we could be wrong, but this is what we believe. And these are the things that we've, we've learned and we've researched, you know, it's like, Again, when I was talking about Stacey Abrams, that Mike, you didn't bring this up, but you had them just in a rally just a few months ago, where you had um, is is Governor Terry McAuliffe. He actually said he said she would be the governor of Georgia today had the governor of Georgia not disenfranchised 1.4 million Georgia voters before the election. Like they're still questioning it. She said she is very adamant that she did not concede. And, and so having said that, like we need to, we need to more focus on the fact that who cares about if Trump is saying this stuff to me that, that if you want to hate on him and focus on that so much because you hate him so much, fine. But the reality is this, there are so many politicians that claim that. So let's look at that. Let's yeah. Let's critically look at the possibility of this claim being true. I like that. Do you, do you have like, I mean, okay. Can I give you some, can I give you some reasons why I would believe it to be true? Um, well, no, no, we, we, I, you know, for, for sure. I can come at the place. I can come to the place where I go, I could see this being true. So we don't have to go. Is it in the realm of possibility? Like, do we have any facts of going? This is for sure. True. Well, that's yes. the thing is, okay, John, I'd like John to take over, but I do have some sure. things that I would respond to with that. So I would, I, I've, I've said this before. And I'll, I will start off by saying this again. Mm-hmm. I, I would encourage everybody not to go and look at media reports on this. I'm with I you, I encourage Jeff. everybody to go and look at as close as possible to original source documentation. Mm-hmm. So if the media claims that such and such happened, you know, that John said this, see if you can go get a transcript of that. And mm-hmm. in examples of this guy here, I would tell you, uh, I know that Sun Tzu brought this up, but I would have you go take a look and watch the meeting that Cyber Ninjas gave to the Arizona House. I'm sorry, the Arizona Senate, sorry. The Arizona Senate. Listen to what they said they found in the audit. Don't listen to a media report on it because I guarantee you the media reports that I read completely screwed over what was actually said in that Senate hearing. The entire transcript is online. You can read it if you want to. If you okay. don't want to read it, you can just check the video and you can listen to it. It is long. The whole thing is about five hours altogether. Let's. All right. So I would go through the whole thing because they outlined a ton of stuff that happened in that, and they whether it be in people who should not have voted that were voting, illegal immigrants that were voting, people who didn't live in where they said they lived but yet right. voted in that precinct. There was a ton of stuff that came out. I would, I would absolutely go take a look at that. I would do the exact same thing with the Senate hearings that are going on in Wisconsin. And it's the Senate's in these, in these states that are calling for these audits and things that are going and finding. Well, I would yes. go and, and see the exact thing that these auditors are saying. 
So to I, prove, I have, <clears throat> go ahead, Sonson. Uh, no, just to prove John's point, Kevin, just because you're open to this, is that if you Google this, which Google is the worst source to even look at anything that's that's conservative or right-leaning at all, because you everything is negative about Cyber Ninjas, that everything was fraudulent, that, that it was bogus, blah, blah. You will not find anything that will positively report on what they provided. And, and so that should tell you, like, wait, there is no impartiality here at all from any media source. And it's kind of scary because we, we depend on Google, but that's why I go on the duck, duck go as well. But even then it's, it can be tough, but I'm sorry. I just wanted to, to bring that up because it is hard to find anything. So it is important that we take what John says into consideration that is actually going to the source rather than media outlets. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I maybe have mischaracterized my position Yeah, I am not a firm believer in, mainstream media sources in from any sort of way uh i'm very skeptical of of that uh type of information too um so but so can correct me if i'm wrong if what i have is somewhat accurate from what i understood there is, and well i i want to go to uh pennsylvania because that's my home state okay wait wait uh, kevin I, I, I just want to stay on Arizona a minute, if I can, while we're there. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, John, yeah. they found this information. They presented it to the Senate. Right. What happened to the information? How come, how come that didn't become the basis of a lawsuit that had an impact on the election there? Because, because the audit was done after the election, so you can't file a lawsuit to challenge the... Of uh, course you can't. What are you talking... You mean... You can't, you're trying you to can't tell me ask, that there was No, no, you can't ask for relief of something in the past. You have to, you because every court turns that down. That's, that's exactly what happened in the, in the Pennsylvania courts where they used the latches decision. That well, happened, wait, that happened wait, in Pennsylvania and, and Michigan as well. Wait, wait, wait. In Pennsylvania, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. They filed, they filed like 67, 60 or 70 suits. Is that fair to say they filed that number? The, the Trump Trump is that side. only Arizona or nationwide? No, that's all over. That's all over. So they're okay, filing okay. suits. Okay. So, if so you're it, saying they, if you're, if you're saying they have absolutely no recourse, why would they be filing those suits? No, 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 no. You asked, you asked based on the information that Cyber Ninjas, and you correct me if I'm wrong because maybe I misunderstood your question. But I understood your question to be based on the Cyber Ninjas findings. Why didn't anybody file a lawsuit in Arizona based on the information they gave to the Senate? That's what he said. Yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, but 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 once then in other answer, words, Mike. once once they have once they have determined there were flaws, okay, mm -hmm. then they have the right to grieve that. They have the right to say, hey, this is not a fair election because uh, look at all these things that happened. That's why we're <laughs> making lawsuits. Why would they have a recount if nothing would ever happen with the recount? Why it is Wisconsin it, going through a recount and nothing can happen? It's not a recount. It's an audit. There's, there's a, and I, I'm, I'm being specifically picky yeah. on those two words because a recount is just you're recounting whatever is in front of you. You're not actually going through and no. saying, is this, okay. is this ballot legal? You're no, saying this ballot has this vote on it. I right. understand, but what would oh, be the purpose? What would be the purpose of doing that if you have no recourse of grievance? So because number one, they're investigating the fraud that was alleged. So in order to the, if you listen to the to the Senate hearing, a bunch of the senators basically say they were contacted by their constituents 
the constituents want an investigation, the Senate starts the investigation, they can, under Arizona's Constitution, file a, uh, I, I don't remember if it's a writ or whatever it is, for an audit to come in. They have a third party come in and do the audit. That information is then given back to the Senate. Then the Senate can, per, can um, write laws based on whatever information they find to try to limit something like that happening again. Exactly. But the Senate cannot file a lawsuit against <laughs> itself for going back in time and de, uh, what is it? Uh, decertifying. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decertifying their electors that they've already sent. They would be filing a lawsuit against themselves. The other thing too, Mike, is that, and I, I don't know, John will agree with this, but I read that, that they weren't given full access even then, even during their investigation, they weren't provided passwords to be able to get into these ballot machines. Um, they weren't they weren't provided a lot of means to be able to do an, an effective, you know, um, investigation. So they did what they could with what they were provided with. But even then, there's a lot of pushback on these investigations, which makes it difficult for them to say, okay, what you provided looks legitimate, so we're going to go ahead and put some more, you know, more things in place to be able to make sure our, our ballot system is efficient. Um, and so that's the issue is that that's what we're looking for. They're looking for the voter system, ballot count system to be efficient and fair and accurate, right? That's what we all want. And, and that's what they're pushing back on. Um, I don't, I don't understand why they would do that. And that to me is raises concern, but the fact that they wouldn't give, and, and a lot of it is to the controversies that they're a right-leaning company, right? These cyber ninjas. So even more so they're getting pushed back from, from the people who are supposed to provide them this access. But that's the thing. If you take a look at the stuff that they did beforehand, before this elect, before they were hired with the election thing, they had no complaints on any of the work that they had done. Cyber Ninjas did work across the board. So Cyber Ninjas did work for Google. They've done work for CNN. Uh, you're saying they've like done work for different states. Forensic computer. Yeah. That, I, now I, okay. I, read, I, read, I, read, yeah. I read that okay. about them. No, I read that about Correct, them. Yeah. But they were a neutral. They were a neutral group that came in and did the investigation. The part I'm having difficulty with, though, John, is if if there was fraud. Um, well, that's that in and of itself. In other words, if ballots were cast illegally, that's fraud. That would give them the reason to go back and contest the election. And you're saying they cannot contest the election? They, they you know, can't file a lawsuit against themselves. No, John, okay, the part you're talking about is Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, I think what you're talking about. In Pennsylvania, the in 2019, they passed a law to allow uh Unlimited write-in ballots, un- unsolicited, unidentified write-in ballots. In other words, give them to anybody that wants them. They don't need a reason for them. They filed a suit in 2020 saying, no, they shouldn't be allowed to have done that. And they're going back and they're saying, no, you can't file that suit now. You had to have filed that before the election to challenge that. I think I, that's part yeah, of what I you're did bring about that up, there. but I'm but that same premise applies to Arizona. Arizona Senate can't file a lawsuit against itself to decertify the electors that they've already sent. You're but, talking about but the, but the Trump, the Trump admit, why can't Trump as a grieved party file his lawsuit saying, Hey, I can prove in Arizona, the election was stolen from me. He can't do that. 
five I have a minutes. Hard time believing he, that. he can file five a lawsuit, minutes. but no one's going to overturn the results. Yeah, you can't. There's back. no reason to do well, it. That, what do you mean? There's no reason. It's your fraud. Because you can't. You can't overturn an election. So the only thing you the can best? do is go in and prove that the the system is broken and to fix it and put laws in place to correct it. Yeah, that, it, it would have been possible. It would have been possible to do that. Before the man was sworn into office, before, exactly. before Biden was sworn into office, That's right. you, there, there is not a chance that any court, regardless of what court it is, <laughs> is going to go through and, and create a constitutional crisis of that magnitude of after the guy has been sworn in. And that's a precedent. That, that wouldn't that's go to precedent the, from right. Nixon and JFK. That's, that wouldn't that's go to the Supreme Court. Back. What? Why wouldn't that go to the Supreme Court? Uh, they we have tried proof. that. They and tried what? that, Mike. They tried that before he Biden was sworn in. That's why there was such such an urgency behind him trying to file lawsuits and take it to the Supreme Court. And I remember a lot of a lot of you were like, "Oh, well, the court system said, you know, they they threw them out, blah blah blah." But the issue is this: something to that magnitude needs time. Just like anyone who's been in any kind of a lawsuit, there's time for uh, discovery, right? They weren't given enough time for discovery and so unfortunately it, it is what it is right they had they had time working against them they did the best they could court said no it's not enough and a lot of it too they weren't no one was working with them no one was giving them access just like they aren't now and so the the answer to your question is there's nothing that that could have been done at the Mike, time. i would call out what we had talked about when we were here back in november or december when we were talking about this and we were talking about, look, these guys have 500 plus affidavits of people oh, swearing that. that they either saw about, yeah. saw, right. excuse me, yeah. saw fraud or in a lot of cases had participated right. in fraud. And that was thrown out and saying that wasn't good enough evidence. Right. And that was brought up to those courts at the time. And that's why I had made that comment. Well, latches must be the most uh, powerful thing in all of the world. And I would, I would encourage everybody, again, go back to original source documentation. Read the decisions that have come down from these courts. Read what they're deciding on because they're not deciding on the evidence. They are using other things to say, no, you're in, in, one, in a bunch of different cases. They were saying the remedy that you're asking for is impossible. We're dismissing the lawsuit. Yeah. Go and back and, and, and read that kind of stuff. And by the way, not every lawsuit was brought by the Trump administration. Some lawsuits were brought by private individuals. Some right, lawsuits right. Were, brought, were brought by different nonprofits and things like Correct. that. Correct. So there was, there was a mixture in there. And that may be yes. why you're seeing tons of different numbers and, and all over the place with that. Because some of no, it was and some of it wasn't. Correct. Correct. There were the people <clears throat> within specific states that also sued or were looking for a judgment for, for whatever right. reason. For the same yeah, thing. There were, for the same there thing. were state elections that people were filing lawsuits about. Thank you very much. Nothing to do with the president. Topic is up. So this is what I believe John is saying. Uh Uh-oh, here comes John. Here's some other books that you might like, but you don't have to take my word for it. (laughs) I designed how to play that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Don't take his word for it. Everyone, I would suggest to do exactly what, what John says. Go out there and look it up yourself. Okay, don't take his word also, for it. Also, moral of the story is look at people's actions, judge them by their actions, not by their words. Don't judge me by my actions. Um, let's continue. <clears throat> so You can judge me by my beard, which is fantastic. 
which we can't see. I know. Okay, Kevin, okay. I cut you off. I apologize for. I Hold just on, guys. I got to end the show. So, so no, I'm I'm about to. So, this is what I've learned from both topics today. The first topic, what I learned was very much so that it's very possible that we should not put too much stock into what the president says when he's at these events where he speaks to the White House press. Also, we got a good dose of possible incompetency in the current White House. What I learned from the second topic... Possible. Well, people have to make up their own mind. They have to look at it themselves, right? I mean, that's that's our theme, right? That's our theme. Also, on the second topic... Uh, was it as clear uh, the question, you know, the topic is, you know, cor- uh, former President Trump is still a person pushing election corruption and lies, possibly. And what I got was just a mixed mash of things from Cyber Ninjas, even though I am torn on the fact of Cyber Ninjas doing a good job or not. I've also got a good fear that our country is against itself again towards the end of it. It wasn't Is it clear. Trump's fault? Is it Trump's it's fault? It's all Trump's time, fault, for sure. Always, according to Chris. Oh, geez. Um, I think you're mixing me up with someone else. <laughs> so I would like to say, ladies and gentlemen, if I was new to this show, I would really fear our uh, America's current um, administration. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. You can email us at mysakeproductions at gmail.com. Also, please, I push you to tell your friends and tell everyone to listen to this great show. I'd like to thank our panelists. And for those that have been writing criticisms, I do get them. I will read them, and I'll get to them when I get the opportunity to. Next week, also be advised, we'll be talking about the failure of our child health care systems. That's going to be really exciting. Um, one last thing, please, if you guys want to see us on YouTube, write to YouTube for us. I'll try to make sure we get up. I'll try to put this video up and see if we're allowed to. Thank you so much and have a great night. And thank you for watching. We could be wrong, but who cares? Have a good night, everyone. Bye. (laughs)